Let me jump in. Uh, today we get to talk about pirates, and we get to talk about epiphanies. We get to talk about God's provision and His plan, and it'll connect with chapel in a cool way. That was an awesome chapel. Yes. I want to go watch it again tonight. <laughs> so good. I know, just keep talking. I know, so good. Alright, um, I'll pray to start today and then we're just going to jump in. Lord, thanks for a gorgeous Friday. Thanks for that man who loves you and knows your love. Thank you that love is so powerful. And thanks that he talked about that personal encounter today. Because that's, that's what we're going to talk about today with Hamlet. That's what changes Hamlet. And we praise you for Shakespeare writing that into this story. Thank you for your grace and your goodness and your love for us on this journey. In your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Basically, the way we're going to set this up is logistically, I want to encourage you to, to finish reading the play at this point. Just go for it. If you haven't watched it yet, I'd encourage you to watch it. On Monday, I'm going to give you a reading work day. So it's going to be a day where I want you to bring your books in. You can look for the epiphany. You can ask me for help. You can write your movie review. You can finish reading the play, whatever you need. Does that make sense? I will use about 10 minutes at the end of class. I think at the end, or be, yeah, at the end. There's about 10 or 15 minutes at the end of class to set up our fencing day for Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, we're gonna do some fencing all for 45 minutes. Yeah. So at the end of class, we're gonna watch a little bit of uh, Princess Bride, because we have to. Yeah. And then we will also talk a little bit more about fencing. And then Tuesday we go fence. Block day Thursday, you come in. We watch the last half hour of the play, Kenneth Branagh version. And then we spend the rest of block day discussing it and talking about it and wrapping it up. And then we're what? We're done. We're done with Hamlet. Wow. Which is pretty cool. That sets us up for Friday to be a discussion on your final if you haven't started yet. So next Friday you need to come in ready to know what are you going to do for your final? What's your plan? And I'm going to give you another work day on Friday next week. So you can work on that. You can start memorizing lines. You can do what you got to do. And then, I'm super excited about this, we will have the whole following week to do a Midsummer Night's Dream, which is just gonna be a blast. Yeah, it'll be a blast. And then that gives you your time to get your final done. It's getting comedy now. I know, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be super fun. So, I used to end class with the Midsummer Night's Dream, but I think the last time I've done that is probably six or seven years ago. And we're gonna actually be able to do it this year. So, wow. So, super fun. Are we gonna be able to get through the whole thing? We might. It'll be close. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I doubt it, but we okay. might. Are we we might. Just do it fun. Yeah, just for fun. Oh, awesome. What the heck? Right on. Whatever. We're going to do what we've been learning in class. It's to just to Shakespeare. Come on. To Shakespeare. All right. So, here's what I want to do <clears throat> I want you to go to page 310. Act 4, scene 6. Act 4, scene 6. Enter, not dead, Horatio, with a letter from not dead, Hamlet. 
back. Hamlet was sent off to England with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and the goal was that when Hamlet arrives in England, he's supposed to die. So catch this. Hamlet's supposed to what? But he's what? Alive. What? Something happens in Act 4. We get our big twist. And what happens in Act 4? Who's read it or who knows? Pirates. Pirates! Yes! Come on! We have pirates. We got... It's a midnight ghost story. There's pirates. I know. Come on. It's got Horatio in it. Okay. So, enter sailors. God bless you. Horatio's there. He gets a letter. Horatio, when thou shalt overlook this, give these fellows some means to the king. They have letters for him. Ere we are two days old at sea, a pirate, a very warlike appointment, gave us chase. Sounds like the dread pirate Roberts. Or Captain Jack Sparrow. Now, when is stuff like that set in our world? You got to think back. Stuff like Captain Jack. What are they kicking around? The oceans. Yeah, that's that's what's going on there. Is that back then sailing and pirates and all that was just that was the normal stuff. That's what was going on, right? We still have piracy today, but it looks very different. But Captain Jack Sparrow, Pirates of the Caribbean, that's all going on back then. Everybody makes sense. Does that make sense cool. now? Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. It's cool. It's pretty legit. It's pretty legit. So it was, it's real stuff. And so the pirates, a very warlike appointment, gave us chase. Finding ourselves too slow of sail, we put on a compelled valor in the grapple. I boarded them. On the instant, they got clear of our ship, so I alone became the prisoner. So Hamlet, in the bravery of battle, jumps on this pirate ship to fight him. Now, it's hard to keep ships, like, next to each other. They're what? They're in the water moving. He jumps on the boat, and then the boat separates, so he can't jump back. And guess what he finds out? They're nice pirates. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now, this is funny because a lot of people mock the Pirates of the Caribbean movie for trying to like shift culture. Like, pirates weren't nice. They were all mean. Actually, these guys were thieves of mercy. They knew what they did. And I am too good in turn for them. Let the king have the letters I have sent. Repair thou with me much haste, and thou wouldst fly, delay, fly, fly dead. I have words to speak in thine ear that will make thee dumb which means can't speak. Yet are they much too light for bore the matter. These good fellows will bring thee where I am. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern hold their course for England. Of them, I have much to tell thee. Farewell. What? He's alive. Pirates rescued him. Crazy. We good? Go to Act 5, Scene 1. There's so much in this scene. So much in this scene that I'm gonna do it an injustice right now by not talking about it very much because you're gonna go watch it. You're gonna go watch it or you've already watched it and let the movies do it. They do great work with it. So I don't need to really go there. I wanna highlight one or two things so you don't miss it or so you can retrospectively refit it. But these are the clowns. So who are these guys if this was Twelfth Night? This would be Festy. These are the fools in the play. Don't miss this. 
the fools of the play are grave diggers. And they're creating a little bit of comic relief because who just died? I oh. know. Uh, yeah. so, see, after yesterday, we've got to have a little bit of comic relief. And they're witty. They're funny. It's Shakespeare. They nail it. It's Act 5. And they're, they're digging and they're punning. And uh, it goes well. And who walks up? Hemi. Hemi walks up and they, they banter with Hemi. They joke around. And Hamlet picks up a skull. But real quick, time out. Whose grave are they burying? Who just died? Yeah, they're burying. They're, they're digging Ophelia's grave. Does Hamlet know that yet? No. Uh, so that's brutal. Um, one quick side note. The fools, I already said this, right? The fools in the play are discussing whether the girl is being, you know, is in heaven because of suicide. We got that? Did you catch Shakespeare's message? The fools are discussing that. They're debating it. Because is there a debate? If you're in Christ, where do you go? Right? Now, I bring that up because did we talk about that earlier with to be or not to be? And why stay alive when life is hard when you could just die and go to heaven? So connect some of these dots. Shakespeare puts this in. Okay? He's got the skull in his hand and he's bantering. I already read this to you. Right? He's joking around and uh, who's, who's this for? No woman, no man either. It's for someone who was dead. And then they joke about Yorick, who is the, the jester of the castle. And page 329, a fellow of infinite jest, super famous lines. Go tell her to paint it an inch thick. Why an inch of makeup? Well, that's how much you need to cover up a skull. So he's, he, Hamlet's doing what? He's joking around. Now the dude is either crazy right like he's now officially what crazy or what what's going on he's what he's free he's found freedom he's not living in fear anymore he's not living in angst anymore something has happened everybody catch that and that's our character development piece the way that I would frame it is Hamlet is holding death in his hand staring it in the face and he's what fine have we got that that's cool oh yeah that's why it's so famous right that's why people got this the hamlet with the skull it's this moment he's found freedom from that you can interpret that in lots of different ways i just think this is a, an apropos one for us on character development okay then they do a little bit more with this and page 332. What? Ophelia? No! Right, he just, Hamlet goes into hiding because everybody's coming to bury her. And he's like, what? He sees who? His girlfriend's body. Ophelia made it into act five as a body. Yeah. He didn't know. I hoped I should have been my Hamlet's wife. Mommy wanted them to get married. Hamlet, Laertes, jumps into the grave to grab his sister's body. It's powerful. Hamlet comes forward. This is I, Hamlet the Dane. I would circle that if I were you. That's pretty powerful. 
this guy knows who he is now, doesn't he? Right. I would have his dad's ring on his finger, which he used earlier to seal the letters. We're just going to find out. This is Hamlet. I'm Hamlet the Dane. I'm king. I'm. This is ready. I'm back. <laughs> right? Everybody get that? This is. I'm back. Jumps in the grave. They start fighting in Ophelia's grave. And this is the one that, get, that gets me. Line 259. How do you say this? I, I usually see the director go, I loved Ophelia. Right? Like, I loved her. 40,000 brothers couldn't do it, right? Ah! Remember, though, who brought it? I forget who brought it up. What was the risk? of acting mad earlier, acting crazy. He chose revenge over what? Yeah, he chose revenge over his girlfriend, over love. Are there consequences? Yeah, now we're getting major consequences for this. This is huge. All right, we good? Enjoy scene one when you watch it or read it. I recommend both. Act five, scene two, page 355. Hamlet and Horatio, the best buds are back together. So much as this and remembrance and remember it, Lord, so in my heart. Hamlet, in medias race, tells the story of what happened that night. So here's what happened that night on the boat. And it was right before the pirates, okay? In my heart, there was a kind of fighting that would not let me sleep. Anybody ever have a sleepless night? Yes, I had one two nights ago. <laughs> Sleepless night. Methought I lay worse than the mutines and the bilbos, whatever that means. Rashly and praises be rashness for it. Let us know our indiscretion sometimes serves us well when our dear plots do pall. And that should teach us. Everybody, highlighter, underline, cut it out, tattoo it. I'm this close to maybe tattooing this on my body. And that should teach us. There is a divinity that shapes our ends rough hew them how we will look at Horatio now that is most certain yeah page three five no I said 353 didn't I sorry I threw 355 oh my gosh so sorry my slistexia got me and you again thanks act five scene two page three three five sorry man there it is that should teach us there's a divinity that shapes our ends, rough hew them how we will. That is most certain. And he talks about on the next page, up from my cabin, I rose. Up from my cabin, I rose. No, sorry. Right? My sea gown scarfed about me. In the dark, I groped about to find him. And he looks in the bags of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and finds secret messages to the King of England. And when the King of England reads this message, he's supposed to chop off Hamlet's head. Aww. That's yeah. kind of awkward. Thanks for a lousy vacation. Thanks for a lousy vacation to England. Hamlet, using what? The signet ring of dad, which it's the king's ring, writes new notes that whose heads should be chopped off when we get to England. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, Yes. Oops. <laughs> Since they were willing to partner with Claudius to chop off Hamlet's head, 
what's now going to happen to them? They are going to get their pets. Yes, they are. So Hamlet writes new notes, seals them, and sticks them back in the bags. They're going to get there and be like, here's messages from the king, which says to chop off our heads. Good thing, bad thing. Yeah, I know, right? That's page 336, okay? All right, got it? Okay, ready? I'm gonna get, give you guys a story. Everybody go to page 334. Ah, I just did it again. What page is that? 344. 344, everybody go to page 344. Woo, baby. I'm hot tonight, all right. Ready, page 344. It's the big one. They've set up the duel, which is what we're gonna do next week. The duel's next week, so we're gonna fence on Tuesday. Block day, we're gonna watch it. It's gonna be fun. It's the gentleman's duel, and Horatio says, dude, 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 no, 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 don't do it. Something's weird. Something's off. Now, what was the plan? Put poison on the sword, poison in the cup, do the duel. He'll get poisoned. It'll look like he had a heart attack, right? We got Hammy done, and you get your revenge. Horatio, what was that? Well, yeah, they, they are, and Horatio's like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it, Hamlet. Something's weird. I don't think you should do this duel. And Hamlet says, not a wit. We defy augury. There's special providence in the fall of a sparrow. If it be now, it is not to come. If it be not to come, it will be now. If it be not now, it will come. The readiness is all. Being ready for what? Death. And, and ready? Izzy. I, I think so. I think he, he's holding it. See what's, see what's he's looking at it. He's joking about it. He's free from it. He's back. I'm the king. He already asked for forgiveness from somebody. Top of the next page. He meets Laertes. Give me your pardon. I've done you wrong. The first words out of his mouth. Laertes, I am so sorry I killed your dad. I am so I hurt you. I'm so sorry it was an accident. He's what? He's different. He's different. Does that make sense? This is also where he says, let be. To be or not to be, act five. To be or not to be, act three, act five. Let be. What happened? What happened? I got 15 minutes, let me tell you a story. Okay, story time. A lot of people say that this is deus ex machina, which means hand of God. They don't like it in a story like this. We've gotta get Hamlet back to England. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Uh, pirates, yeah, pirates. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. We'll get him back with pirates. And a lot of authors are like, come on, Shakespeare. Can't you come up with something better than that? Well, first off, no, pirates are awesome. But, but second, no, no, no. I think Shakespeare did that on purpose because it's that ridiculous. Does that make sense? It's that crazy. And when we start having to deal with that kind of crazy, we start having to deal with what? Is, is it just crazy coincidence or is it what? Is it God? Is it deus ex machina? the hand of God in the story. What's Mr. D gonna try to say? Hand of God. A lot of people don't understand this because they've never experienced being spared from death. Hamlet couldn't sleep, wakes up, finds this stuff, and was gonna die. That's just random? No, he, he couldn't sleep. Well, why? because God wanted him to find those letters. 
They get attacked by pirates, but they're nice. Why? Because God wants them back in Denmark. Are we tracking? He's saved from death twice. I know what that's like. I've had that happen several times for me. One of them was last February where I was in a car accident and almost died, but that's not the one I'm going to use. All right. Here I am. Okay, this is, I tell you the story. I go as fresh, and this is why I like this one. It's freshman year of college. I'm probably near his age. I'm your age, basically, guys. It's fall. I go off to Houghton College. I'm so excited about college, believe me. I had junior, I had junioritis and senioritis. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. So yeah, yeah I, I was ready to go. And so I went off to college. I got to do this great two-week adventure program before college started. Highly recommend those if your college offers them. It was a blast. I learned how to rock climb there and did a lot of adventure stuff. And I met a guy named Jim who was the rock climbing instructor. And he was just a super cool dude. He was a senior, right? And uh, he was really kind to me. We became really good friends. And uh, I start college. And uh, it's a blast. I'm having a great time. And two weeks into college, Jim's like, hey, Matt. You want to come up to my house? We do a fire pit thing where we hang out and just have a good time. I'm like, what? I'm what? I'm a freshman, two weeks there. I go up there and all the se cool seniors are there. Guys and girls are hanging around. I'm like, ah, this is awesome. I'm like, like, thanks, Jim. And I come to find out Jim really liked me and kind of took me under his wing and mentored me and like was awesome. I come to find out a month later, Jim's the stuff. He's like the head soccer dude on campus. Everybody loves him. Super cool Christian guy. Handsome and dashing, you know, like he's just awesome guy. And he really is. He's he's that guy. You can picture those types of people walking around college or even Wheaton Academy. And he's my friend. Uh, his birthday's coming up in October. And I come to find out that his birthday is the stuff. It's like the big awesome kingdom style party on campus and what they do he lives an hour away and freshman year they started doing this and now it's senior year and they all line up on campus on this friday they line the cars up around the whole campus there's a big circle there if you've ever been to houghton they line it up there then they go down the road with all their cars and then right at a certain point they all get out to their cars and right before like mid-afternoon uh, like right before dinner they, they get in their cars and they drive an hour there and then they have this big, huge feast party and then they party all night. It's just awesome. This many people like one person. He's just that cool. He's just that cool, right? So it's senior year. Guess what? Guess guess who got invited? Yeah. Come on, I got invited. Now, I don't have a car. I'm a freshman. I don't have a car. And so I get whose car I get to ride in. Jim's car. I get to ride in his car. There's four seats in that car. I get to ride in the back seat with three other amazing guys. He's like best friends, right? So would you go if you got invited? Yeah, heck yeah, you got. This is how crazy I was about this. I was telling all my freshman friends, I get to go, you know, like, yeah, whatever, idiot. But they're all mad. I, I, I did my homework ahead of time. <laughs> Which, I, of course, is normal, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Totally normal. Like, I, that's how excited I was. I did all my homework because I could be, like, it's going to be, like, get everything done. So on Monday, I didn't have to deal with anything on the weekend. Whatever. I was so, I called my parents and told them I was going. Like, all this stuff. It was just so great, right? So the day of the party comes. I'm supposed to meet them up at the, con like, near the big circle where all the cars are lined up. And it's, like, f I think maybe 4, 4.30 or whatever. And uh, 
I say to my roommate, see ya, Mark. He's like, yeah, whatever, bye. <laughs> Have fun. And I go into the party. He's like, I know. Like, so, okay, ready? We cut that. I'm prepared. I tell my roommate. He remembers this. I'm going to the party. He's like, okay. I walk out of my dorm room. All I have to do is go up a hill, and the cars are at the top of the hill. On the way up the hill, I'm walking up the hill, walking up the hill. I get to the top, I've forgotten. I remember, I remember doing this. I'm like, what are all these cars doing here? I decided to go into the main area, up to the cafeteria to eat an early dinner. And so I went, to get through the cars, I remember turning sideways and having to like go through two cars that had been lined up on the road to get through. I went upstairs, I sat down eating dinner. With, well, and then I was early, and a bunch of other freshmen came to my table, and I remember sitting there eating dinner. And I'm all happy, it's Friday, you know, things are good. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You just forgot. I totally forgot. I was sitting there, all the, I remember, I remember this. Everybody was super quiet. Nobody was talking to me at the table. I'm like, hi guys, what's going on? They're all like talking. And I found out later, they had all thought that I was told I couldn't come anymore. But no, I'm just sitting there eating dinner. I mean, we're looking at like half hour to 45 minutes have gone by since I'm supposed to be there, okay? Now there's no cell phones back then, there's no way to get a hold of people. All of a sudden, at the far end of the cafeteria, this guy bursts in, it's Dave, Jim's younger brother. He's looking around, Dominguez! And everybody's yelling. Comes right up to him, Dominguez, what are you doing? I'm like, what? He's like, seriously? And it's like, he's yelling, he's mad. Jim wouldn't leave. They didn't leave. We've been looking all over campus for you. He wouldn't leave without you. They waited for me. It's like, I'm like, what? Waited for what? <laughs> the party! We're all out there waiting for you. Are you coming or not? I'm like, what do you mean? No, no, I don't think I'm going to come. Yeah, I said, no, I'm not going to come. And, and he's like, you're not coming? I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't, I'm not going to come. He, he's like, fine. He's mad. He runs out of the cafeteria. Everybody at the table is looking at me. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, what? Ah! They're like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I, I didn't realize it. I was like in this weird, I don't know. I'm like, oh, shoot. And I, I'm like, can someone put my tray away? I'm like, what am I thinking here? I'm like, put my tray back. And I go running out there. Now, it had been a little while. So it was it was enough to where I, but it had been like a few minutes, all of a sudden I'm like, click, oh my gosh. I, I do something with that, I grab my stuff, I go down the stairs, and I push open the doors, and I see the red lights of the cars leaving. And they left. I missed it. I know, it's like, no! Ah! And now I'm like, I'm not gonna go back upstairs, the whole cafeteria, it's so weird. Whole cafeteria, so I go out, for a walk in the woods and I'm like okay I went from being one of the coolest people on campus to now the biggest idiot on campus I, I should probably transfer I'm like I'm crying I don't know what to do I feel like an idiot because I was one right and uh, about an hour and a half maybe two hours later outside yeah I come back down the hill and I start. I go back to go back to the campus center to get my some of my stuff that I had left there because I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. And I go back there, and this is where the cafeteria is. It's not campus center where there's like kind of people hang out place. And I walk in, and everybody's crying. 
There's people crying in little clumps all over the place. Really weird, awkward. I go grab my stuff and I walk over to someone like, what? What's going on? They're like, what, you don't know? I'm like, I don't know, what's going on? Like, there's been an accident. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, Jim's dead. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, they're, they were driving to the party and these people coming 120 miles an hour around a corner, drunk drivers from another college, went straight into his car. I'm like, what? Yeah, he died. Another guy in the car died. The driver got thrown from the car and didn't die. But the seat that I was in, I saw the paper the next day, the seat was through the back windshield of the car. Like you could see the chair sticking out of the back of the car. They actually didn't fill the seat with somebody else. It was an empty seat. I'm like, what? And they're like, one of the guys says, weren't you supposed to go? I'm like, yeah, I was supposed to be in that car. And I started crying and I, what? <laughs> Weird. I know. <laughs> called my dad I was like yeah I'm so glad I'm alive right yet I'm also like but my my friends just died like Jim's dead what what do you what do you do with that right so here I am a freshman in college trying to piece this together all I can come away with is that God spared my life it didn't make any sense why I wouldn't go so you guys were in it does it make any sense I asked other people what it was like. They're like, yeah, we had no idea what you were doing at the table eating dinner with us. My roommate remembers me like, see, I'm going to the party. Right? Weird. And, and so here, let me just piece this together for you before the bell. I, I wrestled through that. I realized that God has a plan for me. Part of the plan is that I'm sitting here today, not dead, telling you this story. Does that make sense? But I remember getting, I was in Oxford. My Oxford professor said, go read these tragedies this weekend. So I read Hamlet, Othello, King Lear, and uh, Macbeth all in one weekend, which I do not recommend. <laughs> My gosh. But I was supposed to analyze and process all this. And the thing that was with Hamlet was I kept reading about this crazy pirate thing. And I'm like, oh no, I totally get that. He was supposed to die, but God did what? spared his life so he could keep going and do what he needed to do in his life come back and get Claudius off the throne right follow through with this stuff uh, I, I remember actually sitting there telling that story to my Oxford professor we were in her house we were eating tea and biscuits and she's like yeah I think that's how people understand that scene because most people just don't get it. I'm like, oh, I get it. She's like, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> right? Hamlet was spared. By the way, is that enough to change your life? He says, there's special providence in the fall of a sparrow. God cares about when birds die. <laughs> Does he care about Mr. D? Does he care about you? Do Come on, does he? Yeah, do you think, see when Hamlet comes back, he's different. God saw him on the boat. God wouldn't let him sleep. God helps him find those letters where his head would have gotten chopped off. Friendly pirates? Yeah. 
That can happen, right? Me forgetting about a party so that I'm still alive? Can that happen? Yeah. And I know there's still that whole other side. Well, why did he let those other guys die? I don't know. I don't know. But he did. I'm alive. And they're dead. And is he still good? And is he still in control? Yes. Is that complex? Yes. But for me, okay. I guess God cares enough about me so that I didn't get into that car. Not that he doesn't care about them, right? But for me, in that moment, I got a couple options. That was either random chance or divine providence. Remember, look at Hamlet's quote. It's right there when he's talking to Horatio. That should teach us, right, that there is a divinity that shapes our end. I think that was 33, right? 333? No, no, no. What page is that again? I love that one. Act 4. That should teach us. There's a divinity that's rough hew them how we will. What was it? 335. And I want you to, I want to leave you with that, guys. I'll leave you with that. Here's the quote at the bell. For me. Right? For me, when I, when I read this line, that should teach us there's a divinity that shapes our ends. Rough hew them how we will. What did Horatio go? He's like, yep, you're right. God is in control. Just real quick, last night, my son was in the back of a car that my mother-in-law was driving right down in Wheaton here and smashed right in the middle of an intersection, a car that didn't even hit its brakes. Wait. Last, Last night. night. Wait, intersection <laughs> by Pratt Yeah. I drove right by that. Like, that my son that's was. Did you see those cars? Yeah. My son was in one of those. Really? And he's fine. How the, are the other? The other person oh, totally fine. Okay. That it was to, the other car was mangled. I must like my it was a mess. It was a mess. But we were gonna come to the worship night, and then that happened, and. uh I went there, my mother-in-law was fine, the other guy was fine, and my son was fine. And this, the other car was total, right? That's crazy. And I, I'm giving you this story today. I like drove right past it, Yeah, I was like, I, I started praying for him. Thank you for praying. That was us. Yeah. Pray for accidents when you see them. You never know who know you're praying happened. for. It was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. And, and we're fine. Like, come on. Like, God, God's big guy. He's in control, right? It's not a coincidence that you're here in my room today hearing this. Some of you are going to be processing out that moment that's already happened in your life, and you're here. I want to challenge you. God, God, God's got your back, right? And when it happens in the future, maybe you can connect it with him. Has anyone told that story in chapel? No. Thank you, yeah. Hey, it's been a good day. Hey, there you go. Have a great day. A little different than yesterday. Speaking chapel this year, which I I know. I was like, I, you know, maybe you forgot. People always tell stories. I was told I need to tell some more stories. So maybe you tell that story. Okay, maybe. Uh, thank you. I received that. Or I could do language lessons. <laughs> Stream. <laughs> <laughs>
Crazy. Yeah, great. It's so good. Yeah. And it's only, it's only, it's only 25. Yeah, you did the drawing. Uh huh. So I feel like I've already have kind of like a connection with it. It's only 25 lines, but it's prose, so it counts. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. I follow that. Thanks for sharing that. Isn't that crazy? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Woo! That was sus. All right. It's crazy. The, cra the cool thing is that it's just, it's, you can't make that up. You know, I can't make it up. And I have so many people who all witnessed it and were there. Like so wait, when you were sitting at the table, did, oh, you just, did you process it? It was so weird. Everybody there was like, what do you, they didn't want to say something. So it was like quiet, awkward dinner. I'm like, I guess everybody's just in a weird mood. And then he comes in and yells at me. I felt really awkward. And then I was like, I had this moment, I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. And it, it's not rational. It makes no sense huh. at all. You cannot try to figure it out rationally. Wow. No sense. And just the fact that you forgot that you were going to the party when you were so excited about it. I left my room, kind of joking with my roommate about it. He remembered. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I remember you walking out saying bye." Wow. Uh, all I have to do is walk up a hill. Huh. I remember squeezing through the cars. Like I, 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 it's like I could feel them right now. I could feel them. I can remember that. It was just, woo, so wild. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. It's it's a fun story to tell. Yeah. Cheers. See ya. I don't go. I know. Like this, you think the story's gonna be about this amazing, awesome party, which. I've heard that are amazing, but <laughs> that that time not not yeah, it wasn't a good one. Yeah. See ya.